The Prentice also Heating and Air Coaches Quarter, fueled by Donut Country and McDonald's Murfreesboro on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSSports.com. And the Coaches Show is brought to you by this morning, Sir Pizza, whose three Murfreesboro locations offer a huge selection of mouth-watering pizzas, sandwiches, pastas, and wings. Order your favorite pizza online at sirpizzatn.com. Seems like it's really hard to read this time of morning. John Ding is here with head coach of the Riverdale Warriors, Will Kreisky. And, uh, Will, when we talk about this ball game last night, uh, I have to only – one thing I can compare it to is kind of a roller coaster ride because it was it was one crazy ball game. And uh, I'll let you comment, and then we'll talk some more on that. All right, thank you. Uh, that's what I told the kids, you know, throughout the week, that it was going to be a roller coaster because we knew they were a good football team. And I told them the team that could control their emotions and, and be able to uh, hang on would be, be able to team to come out victory. But um, I, it was, you know, we spotted them 21 points, and, and then we got to playing some football. And, you know, it was tough. You know, it was, it was a tough battle. But the kids never quit. They fought all night. They fought all the way last, the very last play of the game. And, I was really proud of them. You know, it was a tough situation. You know, Isaiah Versa was out with the MCL tear for toward against Stewart's Creek. And I thought Dominic Taylor came in and, and handled the workload as, as best as he could. And, you know, we had a left tackle that also tore his MCL. And I thought um, Ty came in and played it exceptionally well. Ty's been a starter on defense for us and had to move the offensive line. So, But that's what this, – this type of season, you have those type of situations, you know, when you play a tough schedule and, and the teams we play – you have situation like that, and, and the next man's always, you know, got to be ready. You got to have those guys prepared and ready to go. And I thought both of those young men came in and and was very successful and help us help us be able to to be successful last night. And coach, when when somebody is out, say a uh, magnitude of verser, it it changes the rotation. How how things you've normally done those kind of things would have given Taylor some rest. I, I mean, those are kind of things are little things, but when they you put them all together, they add up to pretty big. Yeah, they do. You know, and Versa was our, our kick returner and things like that. So we had to change some things around. And, you know, Dominic being a sophomore, you know, you know, having the whole workload on a first-round playoff game. But he handled it well. He handled every situation well. You know, um, the, even the mistakes he was able. And, and what the neat thing was, you saw Isaiah over there on the sideline coaching him up, keeping him motivated and keep, keeping him locked into the game. And, you know, both of those two work very well together. And, you know, I'm, I'm eager to watch them this offseason grow as teammates and, and push each other this offseason to get each other better and prepared for next season. You know, watching the game last night, I, I almost thought, thought like it was like three three different games all wrapped in one. <laughs> you know, Lebanon had just really kind of dominated, you know, in terms of the score. Uh, not necessarily there were some little things that happened that, that caused the score to be that way, but then the entire second half, pretty much third and fourth quarter belonged to you guys. And uh, thus the tie game, but uh, I, I know you had to be really proud of them to be down that much. A lot of people would have just said, "Okay, guys, we're we're done." You know, it's it's done. You know, the players just can't get back. But 
not this bunch. They were they were ready to come back in that second half. Yeah, they were. They never quit. And um, we told them at halftime we've been in this we've been in these situations before, and we handled it well. And the you know a tribute to the seniors leading those guys and never giving up and believing in each other. And they kept fighting and they gave themselves an opportunity to win the ball game. Um, you know, tying it up with 41 seconds to go. You know, in the game that was that was huge. Um, you know, we had all the momentum and it was it was big. And then going in, <clears throat> going into overtime and playing and they fought and battled. You know that uh, Lebanon's quarterback. He he's an unbelievable kid, unbelievable athlete, and you know he did some things to extend some plays. You know we had great coverage in the secondary, and he with his legs he's able to get out of the pocket and scramble and, and get those extra yards. That was tough, and you know he scored that last touchdown in second overtime. He made a good run. Um, that's just when you got when you play in the playoffs in six A, you're going to see good athletes. And you know, not only did they not give up, but I didn't think they panicked. I did. I didn't see panic. Maybe just for a minute, uh, defensively, maybe on a on a penalty or something. But other than that, I thought, and I thought Graham really held held his composure because uh, he was under a lot of pressure, a lot of duress on some of those plays last night. Yeah, and Graham played exceptionally well. He did a good job, and you know, him running that first touchdown in was was really good. And I think that kind of changed, started changing the momentum a little bit uh, when he did that. And uh, you know, I thought. Like you said, there was never any panic. You never saw mm-hmm. panic in anybody's eyes on the sideline when they being down twenty one nothing to a team that put you out the year before. There was not any any panic at all. And you know, I, you, you got to say that the coaches did a great job with their position players and keeping them calm and keeping them focused and keeping them ready in, in uh, those type situations. And I can't be more thankful and blessed to have a coaching staff like I have that does a great job. They do a great job to keep those kids in composures and. And keep them moving forward. You know, I talked to them about last night being resilient. You know, that, that attributes, I think they got all that resilience and that fight and never give up mentality by watching Coach Wells every every day, every week, just come to work and come to work happy. You know, Coach Wells is fighting the battle of his life right now, and, and, and he, he comes to work last night. Unfortunately, he missed the first high school game in 33 years just because mm-hmm. he had some treatment done and was exhausted. But those kids watched him as a leader and followed his, mm-hmm. you know, mentality as let's come to work, let's let's get this done, let's stick together mentality, and that the, the team watch as as the team watches somebody like that, they follow they follow great leaders. Yeah, he's a lesson himself. Yes, yes, and, and that's what this team did. You know, they followed Co- Coach Wells, and they you know they watched him believe in himself and him come with a positive attitude, and no matter what type of situation it is, Coach Wells comes to work with with being happy, you know, not down and not moping. And that's exactly what these kids did every week. You know, get beat by Rockville, they came back to work. You know, get beat the next week by Smyrna, they came back to work. They weren't never pointing fingers, never making excuses, never put the blame on anybody. Um, and that's what you got to be the most proud of about these these groups, this group of seniors to lead a team, you know, with so much adversity. And many times um, in the world we live in today, you can start pointing fingers and pushing blame. and It's not my fault. These kids never did that this year, and that's why they were able to keep battling in all the games they were battled in. And last night, that was a tribute. They never quit, never pushed blame, never pointed fingers. They just kept working, and they gave themselves an opportunity to a final whistle. There were several plays in the game that I, I, I observed that, boy, if we – if uh, and you mentioned one of them, uh, their quarterback – Making turning that corner on on a play that I thought the defense really played well and had him had him mm-hmm. there, but he just kind of burst a little speed. Uh, there, you know, there was a fumble. There was there was all these tiny little plays, but you go, man, get those back. You know, 
this 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 would never been twenty eight to seven or whatever. I, th- I I think this game it wasn't indicative. The first half wasn't indicative of what the, what the score was of how you all played. No, it wasn't. You know, and, and we kept shooting ourselves in the foot, and and it that happens. It, it's part of the game, and, and you have to be able to handle it and have to be able to overcome those. And that's what those guys did. They overcome the mistakes. They again when we made a mistake, there was guys on the sidelines encouraging. You know, Keyshawn Williams <clears throat> towards ACL July fourteenth. In a seven on seven, and he came in and said, "Coach, can I, can I just put on my shoulder pads and pants and dress tonight?" And I said, "Yes." And when he went back in the locker room with his equipment, like it erupted. Mm-hmm. That just shows what type of leader he is, and what he, what his teammates, you know, think of him, and what he mean, what they mean to each other. And he stood on the sideline and cheered with his helmet and shoulder pads on. The first time he did that all year, um, you know, and that just. He just wanted to be a part and feel like he was part of the game. And that meant something to me because, you know, he could have just put his jersey on sweat, but that's not what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. He wanted to put put his helmet on and feel that. And, and that that says you got something special out of a group when, when somebody just wants to do that. Well, it tells you, too, that, you know, this game's much more than just the final score and where you are in the rankings and whatever whatever you may want to think about it. It's still about it's still about kids and 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 maturing maturing guys and and getting them to grow up and become human beings, good ones. Yeah, I mean, you know, and we've had some kids that, you know, took some rough paths but came up came to be a part of football and they changed their lives. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're doing great things in the school. They got teachers loving on them and you know, support. They got a great support system in the school, and and their the grades have turned around tremendously. You know, we had a young man that was was barely even eligible at one point, and now his now his core his NCAA core GPA is set up where he's now eligible to play college football. And when you see guy, when you see success stories like that, you know. Um, yes, we want to win state championship every year, and that's our goal. But when you see kids totally do a 180, that's when that's when you take pride and feel good feel good about the direction you know things are going. We're talking to Will Kreisky, the head coach of the uh, Riverdale Warriors. Um, a tough overtime loss last night, but here's some positives. D.J. Taylor, career highs in carries and yards, 203 on the night. And uh, that was amazing, I thought. Uh, scored two touchdowns uh, as well. And uh, Braden Graham, 10 of 24, 149 yards, two TDs. And I, I like – under some duress at times, I really thought he held in the pocket very well and ran when he needed to and, and that kind of thing. And then Ryan Edmondson, five reception, 39 yards. And here's one that really stood out to me last night was Jalen Thompson. Uh, a couple of great routes and, of course, the, 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 the play, two recession for 80 yards and a touchdown. Tell us a little bit about those guys. I know you're proud of them. No, yeah, I'm proud of, I'm proud of everybody that was a part of uh, – the trip last night and proud of every young man that came and you know Jalen did a great job he offense defense made some great catches you know I thought Graham played one of his best games mm-hmm. last night you know he played really exceptionally well when, when the, the moment was never too big for him mm-hmm. um and when we needed a playmate he made the play he got guys I mean he finally I think that you know they all, all offensively everybody's finally getting comfortable and you saw the strides we made throughout the year and you know when, when you bring so many guys back lose so many guys and only have a few returning starters it takes some time mm-hmm. to get in that rhythm and you know I finally thought toward the end of the season we were getting in that rhythm and moving in the right direction and you know and Graham did a good job leading that group and you know 
some of it's set up by Ryan Edmiston. Mm-hmm. You know, Ryan Edmiston, I've talked about every week, you know, school football player. Um, he never comes off the field. And, you know, Ryan did a great job, whether it's blocking. Like, a lot of times we don't talk about that. Ryan is an excellent mm-hmm. blocker on the edge. He does a great job. A lot of those runs, DJ was setting up by Ryan and also the offensive line. You know, you have to – I mean – And that's one, one group I wanted to talk about because mm-hmm. – they're young, and they 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 have to make progress as the season goes too, with injuries and all that kind of thing. Yeah, and I, I talked to the team last week in our team meeting on Sunday that, you know, I, I I've been one of the hardest and one of the critics, most critics on the offensive line group, but they answered it last week or, or last two with East Nashville, Stewart's Creek, and Lebanon. They played exceptionally well. They never quit. They never got mad. They just came back to work and tried to get better, and they improved this year. And you know, it, it's a testament to their position coaches, Coach White. Coach Cisco and, and how hard they work with them and w- how they get them prepared each week to, for, for the games. And, you know, that, that that group, the offensive line, is the most improved group we had on our team this year. And Isaiah, I know he hated that he couldn't play that game last night, uh, but uh, uh, Verser's done a, done, done a really good job uh, running the football for you as well. Didn't want to leave him out. Uh, uh, but uh, 200 yards – from B.J. Taylor, uh, D.J. Taylor is pretty amazing. No, it's real amazing for him to come in and step in and do that role. You know, Isaiah, again, Isaiah tried to play. He had to get MRI, had to get his knee drained, um, and he wanted to play. The doctor said maybe if he could. We watched him run a little bit on Thursday, and I just – it just – you couldn't – you don't want to do that to a kid. And just, yeah. You know, you can't sacrifice that for, you know, his future for one game. you got you got to take care of the kids, and that's what we did. And, and, you know, he was upset, and he wanted to play, and he even dressed. He even dressed and, you know, try, wanted to try to come out there and do something. It's tempting yes. to put him in, isn't it, when they're dressed and yes. ready to go. Yes, but, you know, you got to be smart, and you yeah. got to think about the kids' future. But, you know, and – you got to uh, – I'm grateful for these seniors. Isaac Ogilvy, we didn't say much about him. Every time we, every time I went and talked to a coach before a game this year, they talked about Isaac Ogilvy and what kind of player he is. And I, I, I pray that young man gets the opportunity to play college football. Um, he's probably one of the most underrated kids in, in, in over here in Middle Tennessee. He started for us for three years, and every game he's re- every game he started, he's re- you know he's he's played amazing. And know? he's the kid you hear his name called on the uh, for a tackle or yeah. or whatever in the in the in the press box. Uh, he's just that kind of kid. You yeah, know? yes, he is, and he he's been a great kid, a wonderful kid to coach for the last four years, and been a blessing to us. And we're gonna miss miss seeing him around, and but. He, you know, he'll still be there, and he's got an opportunity to go play in the East-West All-Star game in December, and we're excited for him to be able to do that, you know. And, you know, sometimes you he kind of lost, you know, attention due to, you know, Caleb. You know, we all know what Caleb is and what Caleb is going to do, and Caleb's an exceptional player, and Caleb played great last night. Uh, but, you know, both those young men had, had great years and senior year, and Israel Celestine, and he he's going Israel's going to be missed. Israel's kind of our, our – Locker room leader, clown. I don't know, you know, just yeah. a fun guy to be around and, and smile and, and always he, he'll either stress you or make you laugh. He's yeah. just one of those, just a fun kid to be around. And you know, we appreciate Dyson Bell, and he's another one that that had a good year for us being a senior. So, you know, we'll, we'll miss those guys. And and like I told them last night, they're all going to be successful because when moments got tough and you could have quit, they never quit. And all these guys are, are headed in the right direction, and I'm excited to see what their future holds. I had a, a quick Caleb Herring story from last night that I saw, my observation. Uh, Abston, the quarterback for Lebanon, was rolling right. 
and he had to make a choice of either he 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 saw he thought he could get mm. it for first down, but he saw Caleb Herring standing there right <laughs> at him. He decided to throw it over his head. Yeah. Now it worked out for him, but that to me tells you how good Caleb Herring is. He wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna mess with that over there. He wasn't gonna go. No, yeah, and that just shows that's just two good athletes. You yeah. know, two good athletes, two good high school players, and Jalen Abson. Again, he's another one. I don't understand why he doesn't have any offers. Yeah, you know, he's yeah he's one of the top quarterbacks in the mid state. Makes plays. He, he runs the ball very well and throws it well. I mean, he hit that first touchdown pass. That was in between two defenders. He threw that right oh, that on was, the, yeah, yeah he threw that right on the money. So he's another underrated kid. But you know, there's there's good football players in Middle Tennessee. One thing about it, it was a great football game. Uh, no matter, I know win or lose, but if you were a fan, that was a, that was a great game to watch. Where do we go from here? You know, next I know what I know what's planned for the summer is. Work out, work out, work out some more, right? Yeah, well, you know, we'll we'll take a few weeks off, months off, you know, let the kids body heal. You know, we got a lot of kids beat up, and Coach White will get them going in the weight room, and, you know, in no time, you know, kids are ready to work. Kids, you know, they're resilient, and they'll come back and start working and start training for next year, and we'll, coaches as a coaching staff will regroup and get together and start putting a, formulating a plan for the off-season, formulating a plan for spring practice, and like you said, for, then, then getting together for the summer, and it'll be here before you know it. Oh, Believe me, you're right. Uh, coach, great season. I, he did a great coaching job. I don't, I, I'm going to tell you that. I know you're not going to say that, but uh, and, and your coaching staff, congratulations on a really good season. And I uh, hated it ended that way, but, uh, again, um, really a great season. Yeah, I appreciate it. And, you know, again, it's you know, it's – Starts at the top with administration and trickles down, you know, from AD and, and you know, everybody in our building, every every coach is supportive of each other, whether it's a golf team, cross-country team, basketball. We all support each other and enjoy our time. It's it's fun to be at Riverdale. All right, that's Will Kreisky and the head coach of the Riverdale Warriors. When we come back, we'll be talking to Matt Williams. But before we do, I want to tell you this show is brought to you by Prentice Sauce of Heating and Air, family-owned and operated since 1977. Get the best service with Prentice Sauce of Heating and Air online at PrenticeAlsup.com. We'll be right back. You've heard people say, you know your work by your name.